This week on Foamcast Radio, Nerf announces new Rival Blasters, or are they new? And Nerf recalls a product you probably don't own. I give you my thoughts on an upcoming Vortex Blaster re-release. We go over a ton of upcoming Nerf events, including one from a top YouTuber. And I talk to the CEO of an indoor Nerf arena about upcoming expansion plans. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Welcome to the show, boys and girls. First up on the agenda, we need to talk about Nerf's recent announcement of some new Rival Blasters. They put out a brief video basically saying that they're going to be announcing some Rival Blasters sometime in 2019. So that's a long ways in the future, but basically all we know about them is that they're going to be Overwatch themed. Now, we don't know if this means that they're just going to be repaints of existing blasters or if they're actually going to come up with some original ones, but they are definitely licensing Overwatch uh, logos and whatnot, so it'll be interesting to see what that turns into, whether it's going to just be repaints, which would be pretty disappointing, or if they actually come out with some new blasters, which would be good because at this point we've been pretty much working with the same rival blasters for a while now. You love Foamcast Radio, but you're broke as a joke. Don't worry. You can still support the show by sharing it with your friends or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And now, back to the show. Another headline coming from Nerf. They recently recalled their Battle Racer, or rather the Hauk Fun for Kids company, which licensed the Nerf name and logos for the Nerf Battle Racer has recalled over 26,000 of these little pedal-powered go-karts. They did this after they had over 600 incidents of the steering wheels breaking, detaching, or cracking, including one incident that actually resulted in a kid getting cut up on their face and requiring stitches. So these battle racers were manufactured between 2016 and 2017. They were sold all over the place from Target to Walmart, Toys R Us, and they've been recalled because the steering wheels keep coming off or breaking and causing all sorts of problems. If you have one of these battle racers, and I really doubt that you do because it doesn't sound like they were very popular, you should stop riding it or using it right away. Contact Hauk Toys for a replacement steering wheel, and you can do so using either their 800 number or by going to their website, which we will link to in the show notes. Want to advertise on Foamcast Radio? We love offering our listeners exclusive discounts. Send us an email at info at foamcastradio.com. And now, back to the show. This week, I wanted to review one of the Nerf Vortex Blasters that is soon going to be re-released as a Target exclusive. I'm talking about the Nerf Vortex Praxis, which is going to be part of the upcoming Vortex VTX line. Now, I do not have one of the Vortex VTX Praxis Blasters. I have one of the original Vortex Praxis Blasters, but functionally, they are identical. So anything I could say about the original Vortex Praxis Blaster is going to apply to the Vortex VTX Praxis Blaster as well. 
Originally, this blaster came with a detachable stock and a single 10-round magazine and 10 Vortex discs. However, the re-released version doesn't come with a detachable stock, and instead of a single 10-round magazine and 10 discs, it comes with two 10-round magazines and 20 discs, which helps make up for the fact that it's going to be retailing for $35 US instead of $25 US like the original. The new Praxis still features a stock attachment point as well as the top tactical rail. The Praxis is a pump-action blaster that fires the Vortex discs, and it functions pretty well. One of the things to keep in mind is that the Vortex blasters are designed to launch the discs at slower velocities than, for example, an Elite blaster, but because they are these little frisbee shapes made out of foam, they carry a lot further. So some people might put one through a chronograph and talk about the velocity and compare that to an Elite Blaster, but that's not really fair. Normally, an Elite Blaster out of the box is going to get you about 70 feet per second, whereas a Vortex Blaster out of the box will get you somewhere around 40 or 45 feet per second. But that's okay because it uses these discs which tend to carry a lot further than a foam dart would carry at the same velocity. The Praxis has an ambidextrous magazine release that allows you to remove and insert a detachable magazine. It also accepts the 20 round magazines that came with the Nitron and the 40 round drum magazines that came with the Pyragon. The Pyragon, you might remember, is also going to be re-released under the Vortex VTX line. The Praxis is not slam fire capable, which makes it different in that regard from the Pyragon, but it still has a pretty decent rate of fire once locks are removed. So speaking of removing locks, the Praxis is pretty simple to mod as long as you aren't scared off by the fact that you have to take out a lot of screws and remove a complicated internal mechanism. It's not difficult to increase the power of the internal spring thanks to the fact that Nerf actually provides some different tension amounts for the torsion spring inside. So once you get the whole thing open, you can adjust the torsion spring and increase the power of the blaster pretty easily. Just make sure that you're careful that you don't lose all the little screws and little plastic bits that may want to go flying out of the blaster while you have it open. The blaster does have a release on the side that allows you to release a disc that you've already primed just in case the Praxis jams, which tends to happen fairly often in comparison to other blasters, which is pretty unfortunate. However, the performance is pretty decent, especially when you do go in and modify the tension of the spring. There are quite a few locks inside of this blaster for preventing priming, preventing firing in different situations, but removing them is not very difficult if you use an online guide. Overall, I think this is a great addition to the Vortex line, and I'm excited to get my hands on one of the new Vortex VTX Praxis blasters. Looking for Foamcast Radio merch? We've got apparel, patches, and sweet tactical gear available for purchase on our website. Foamcastradio.com slash merch. And now, back to the show. All right, folks. This week we have a ton of Nerf events to go over. The Northeastern Nerf Club is having their second war this weekend on May 26th. 
Then on Sunday the 27th, the South Texas Foam Flinging Society is having their monthly free-for-all dart in the park in Corpus Christi, Texas. Minnesota Nerf is having their June Nerf War on the 2nd. And then Horizon Prime is having their Nerf War Campout on June 9th and 10th. Hampton Roads Nerf Gaming is having an End War pregame event in Virginia Beach on June 10th. They're also having their Century 3 Mall Nerf War in West Mifflin, Pennsylvania on June 16th. And on June 22nd and 24th, Lord Draconical is putting on End War 2018 in Athens, Ohio. This is a free Humans vs. Zombies event, and all are encouraged to attend. And finally, on June 30th, the Spokane Nerf Association is having their second organized Nerf Battle of the Year. For more information on any of these events, please check out the show notes at foamcastradio.com. Guys, if you are putting on or you know about any upcoming Nerf Battle events, please contact me at info at foamcastradio.com with the information, and I would love to highlight it on the show for you. Foamcast Radio is entirely supported by our sponsors. Please support the show by checking them out and use our coupon code when you make a purchase. And now, back to the show. All right, boys and girls, this week we are talking to the CEO of the National Dart Wars Association, Stanton Wilkerson. Stanton, how are you doing today? Great. Awesome. All right, so before we get into um, your association and what all is involved there for people who maybe don't know that much about you why don't you tell us um how exactly you got into the the hobby of nerf yeah definitely um so i would say if i mean it's kind of a cross between my background and experience with playing just recreational paintball um after playing about 12 to 15 years of recreational paintball pretty seriously, found myself, you know, having some pretty serious organized nerf battles in my house with my kids and my younger brother. Between paintball and playing in the house, that that's kind of where it all started for me. And then from there, it just kind of spiraled into starting a business? Yeah, I... I remember thinking, based on the way we were playing, we were having so much fun just at the house playing um, in our in our loft that we had. Uh, we had turned over the beds and the box springs and made a, a legit little field up in our loft, and we played for like four four hours on the Sunday. And I thought, and there was one of our, I think the kids, my kids' cousins, you know, they were over. And I thought, man, if I had a place to go like this, I'd go right now, and I'd probably go every weekend because when I when I played paintball, it was the same way. I remember. I played paintball for the first time and I left there thinking, well, I only get weekends off once a month. So that means I have to wait an entire month until I get to play again. And so I remember thinking that I need to figure out, I need to get a new job because I need to play more often. So I remember how addicting paintball was. And I thought, man, if five to 85 could experience that same paintball um, atmosphere, then I'm convinced people would keep the doors doors open. You know, I I wouldn't just go once I'd go a lot of the times based on the way we were doing it. Yeah, definitely. It definitely sounds like um, something that you could kind of lose track of time doing. I know that previously when I've uh, been involved in bigger battles with friends and stuff, um, hours go by before you even realize what has happened. So I can totally see that. Yep. So for our listeners who maybe have never heard of it before, what exactly is Dart Wars? Yeah, so uh, Dart Wars is... uh an indoor nerf battlefield. We organize the chaos of anywhere from 40 on 40. Um, the age brackets are five to 85. We do open play 
we do private parties, birthday parties, family reunions, corporate parties. Um, we have our league play. Uh, it's it's really essentially a one-stop shop for the family to come and utilize the Nerf blasters that we're all working on at home, you know? That's pretty awesome. Now, Dart Wars is the actual facility, right? Correct. And how many different locations do you have? Uh, so we currently have four locations. We opened up our first location six years ago. Um, we have one in uh, Meridian, Idaho, and then we have one in Centennial, Colorado, we also have one in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and then one in Wichita, Kansas. And then you also mentioned that you have league play. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, again, our play ranges from you know open play to our league play, and our league play is definitely the more serious side of uh, what we do. You know, it's called the NDWA, the National Dart Wars Association, and so we started the first team back in 2012 with uh, what was our elite teams. Those were seven to 12 year olds. But when we started that, we figured that this was just the precursor to starting also an older division. Um, so now we have our pro league. So we have our pro league d- division, and then we have our elite league division. So it's 7 to 12-year-olds are the elite, and then our pro leagues are 13 and up. Um, and so we get into some serious uh, foam weapons, whether they're modded or just completely homemade, customized, uh, DIY, 3D printed. Um, we shoot at a higher FPS than open play. Um, we play on a different point system even. Um, the points are a little bit more detailed. The game modes we play are a little bit more intricate. And we also host. So we, we basically will have tournaments once a month regionally. And then we have also national tournaments once a year where we travel to a different state to play between all, all the states. That's really exciting. Now, I also saw on your Facebook page that um, you had job listings for refs, and that actually kind of impressed me. Does that mean that you actually have refs that are keeping track of hits during the games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not only are they keeping track of hits, but they're also, I mean, there's a lot of chaos that if you could imagine would arise when you're running, whether it's 20 on 20, 30 on 30, 40 on 40, 2 on 2, when they're open public and they don't know each other, the opportunity for frustration arises and our refs are there to help maintain a culture and a standard that we've been building for the last six years, where when you come to Dart Wars, it's about your character and it's about having fun. And we find that people who can be coachable in their character are more apt to have fun. Um, so our motto actually here at Dart Wars is play by the rules or don't play at all. Whether it's our referees calling you out or it's you being honest, we expect both. And between the two of them, everyone has a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that uh, that competitive ethic there, making sure that uh, you know people are having fun while uh, playing by the rules. It's pretty cool. Stanton, do you personally ever go to any nerf battles other than stuff that's hosted at dart wars well when we started this i would say maybe i knew of some of the hbc games going on across the nation and the different colleges and stuff but when we started doing this there wasn't a lot of even platforms to find out about wars and stuff um i don't think instagram was i mean instagram might have just started when we started this dart wars thing so now that we've had our head down focusing on what we do this whole time. Now it's time that we get out there and we meet and shake hands with all these different Nerf influencers, foam influencers that are out there. Um, we are excited to get out there and meet um, some of these people at these wars. So I haven't had a lot of experience at these other um, battles that people are putting on, but this will become the future of what we do. Um, it's going to be in our job title that we fly to Ohio to go to end war and 
meet everybody and get a chance to play and experience what everyone else is doing. So we're excited. I haven't had a lot of experience, but I'm excited to start getting out there and experiencing more of these wars as they become more available to us. Well, that's definitely really exciting. Can you tell us anything about maybe your plans to expand your business uh, in the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, We, you know, when you say it, I like how you say in the future, because I feel like we are in the future right now. This was, you know, just, just the other day to me, it was six years ago when this all started. And back then I knew that if we do this right, people are going to get addicted and they're going to want to keep coming back. They're not going to just go once a year. They're going to come like as often as they can throughout the year. So I knew the potential for it to be a nationwide, worldwide franchisable business. And so we've been hyper-focused on this ever since we started. Um, So we're excited to, after now having four corporate stores in different states, we're excited now to go ahead and start selling franchises, Dart Wars franchises, to potential franchisees. Um, We have a list, a a very large list actually, uh, by being in business over the last six years, of people that are showing their interest in buying franchises from us. Um, Our focus is to protect the culture and the standard and not just to sell businesses and make money. That's not at all the point or goal for us. And so while there might be a list of X amount of people that are interested, we're going to go through and screen these people um, to see who's ready to jump on the Dart Wars team and start opening up legit Dart Wars. Because right now we're watching this industry grow. We're seeing lots and lots of imitation Dart Wars places opening. And we're excited to see the industry grow. We're not always so excited to see people mocking our colors or taking our font or utilizing our mottos or completely mimicking it. You know, we prefer people to get excited about the franchise system that we're going to offer. Because right now at the point, at this point, we can offer essentially a, I guess you could call a foolproof plan to being a successful indoor nerf battlefield rather than just a shot in the dark, hoping you're, you, you figure it out. Um, so right now we've got a lot of promise for watching Dart Wars. Almost it'll seem overnight because to us, we've been working on it long, but to someone in, in another city in a different state, they have no clue there's a Dart Wars open right now. And to them, they're going to think it came from nowhere. But for us, we've been working on it for a while. And so our plan is to um, sell these franchises here. We're going to start selling them on um, the end of this, the last quarter of 2018. So I would expect 2019 to start seeing these Dart Wars popping up like hotcakes. That's definitely super exciting. And I'm I'm really liking your ambition there. I would love to see a Dart Wars location open up um, in Spokane where I'm at. That would be really cool. And like you, I'm sure that uh, I would definitely be in there all the time. Yeah, I actually, uh, I looked, I went on tour, a tour meaning I went to go tour buildings for Dart Wars in Spokane like four years ago. And I found a couple good buildings. And right now we probably have literally five to 10 people that are interested in buying a location in Spokane. So for everybody that's out there listening right now, if, if they have any interest in having a local indoor Nerf battlefield near them, the exciting part is that there is an entire country full of people who are ready to invest their money into this industry and open up these buildings. So it's exciting. It's, it's going to happen. Now, we are going to link over to the NDWA Instagram as well as your Instagram account over in our show notes. But uh, particularly if people are interested in opening a franchise, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So the best way that they could find us um, if they're interested in potentially uh, franchising with Dart Wars is they could jump on dartwars.com and there's a franchising tab and that will give them the information they need to step through the process. 
Awesome. And I definitely encourage um, our listeners to check out your Instagram too, because you guys are posting a lot of cool stuff, a lot of videos and things over there. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any upcoming events that you want to maybe clue us in on? Yeah. So we're actually really excited about our up and coming um, fifth annual national tournament that we're going to be having. Um, It's our NDWA tournament where all four states are going to be battling out um, to see who's the best of the best at this point. And so we're really excited about that. And that's going to be this year, 2018, June the 20th. But then the following year, we're going to be opening it up to um, anybody else that's interested in traveling and coming and experiencing uh, the NDWA uh, tournament. So that I, I expect the next following year is going to be a much larger uh, experience. Our plan is to ultimately be playing these tournaments in arenas. How many people are you expecting to uh, be in attendance at this tournament? Um, at this point, we have 100 players, um, eight teams, but we also host our Dart Wars employee uh, tournament uh, around the same time too. So they they get a chance to experience a little bit of that, which is kind of cool. That's super exciting. It's going to be something pretty awesome to see, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Our videos, if you if they want to check it out, um, we've got on our YouTube channel. We've got all the previous uh, tournaments we've had each year. We got our videos on there. Um, each year the video gets better and better, and the action that the action's insane. We use swords, grenades, shields, blowguns. Uh, we got tanks on the field. Um, we're using these frag grenades, um, mortars. Uh, I got claymores, throwing stars, nunchucks. Um, the body armor is uh, functional. It actually gives you an extra life. So the NDWA is where it's at. We're really excited about this sport, and we're, we're, we're excited to see it. I believe eventually it'll be on TV. It has all the potential to be televised and spectated and able to be followed. That's pretty awesome. It sounds like you guys take it super seriously, and that's really cool. So Stanton, before I let you go, I have one other question I need to ask you. Out of all the Nerf Blasters you've ever played with, what is your favorite? Oh, boy. I'm going to give you my cliche answer first. My cliche answer is that it's it's master the blaster. So if anybody ever relies too much on the blaster, that's a sore position to be on because if it jams, it breaks, and now you got to go to a backup, I think people should be able to still suck it up and get on the field and still play it. Most people start getting attached, so attached to their blaster that if it breaks or jams or doesn't work or whatever, they're sitting out and they're they're almost so defeated from that in itself. But the short answer would be, at this point, I would say my strife. My strife is definitely, you know, it came out and it was cool. Stock, eh. And then all these 3D printed parts started coming out. And now it's just a a beast that people don't want to try to tame. That is a great answer. Uh, Stanton Wilkerson has been my guest. Stanton, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me on. All right, before I take off, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Elite Nerf Deluxe on Instagram. He is sending me some spacers to put into a few of my blasters, such as my hammer shot, which is really awesome. So I just wanted to thank him. He's also the one who is part of the South Texas Foam Flinging Society that's putting on Dart in the Park in Corpus Christi, Texas. So once again, if you want information on that, please check out the show notes at foamcastradio.com and I'll put a link to Elite Nerf Deluxe's Instagram. Instagram page over there as well. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at instagram.com slash foamcastradio and take a look at the post that I put up on Monday, the Mod Mystery Monday contest for this week. Basically, it's a picture of a bunch of different parts that came out of a blaster that I modded this weekend. And if you can guess correctly which blaster it was, you'll be entered to win a Foamcast Radio Magnet. So go over there and put in a guess. Make sure that you also tag somebody else 
who might be interested in entering the contest. And if you don't have any idea, then just guess randomly because it costs you nothing to enter the contest. So put in your guess, and if you guess correctly, you'll be entered to win. All right, thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com, where you can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio.